Welcome to Making Sense of MarTech, an irregular conversation with some of the most interesting people in marketing, technology, and advertising. I'm Juan Mendoza. I write the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. It's a weekly email that covers really important shifts in the marketing technology space. People who work in the world's largest media, tech, and marketing companies read it. You can read, listen, and subscribe at themartechweekly.com. Okay, today I am joined by Carlos Dowdy. Carlos is the CEO and founder of the MarTech Alliance. It's a global MarTech education firm based in the UK. Carlos was the 2020 Marketing Technology Business Leader of the Year in the United Kingdom, and he is an international speaker in the marketing technology industry. Now, the MarTech Alliance is a really interesting company in that it's trained global brands like TikTok, um, consulting firms like McKinsey, and companies like Facebook as well in the variety of disciplines in the marketing technology space through online courses, through training events, book clubs, and also online communities as well. And when I actually first met Carlos, we had a conversation about his vision for education in the marketing technology space. And the way I can describe it is, is it's more multivariate, it's more continuous, and it's more community-centric than most of us think. And so Carlos's perspectives and what we're going to discuss today really sort of touches on and challenges how do we actually think about education for the marketing technology practitioner? Uh, what are some of the norms and approaches around education in the industry? And we're also going to talk about the future of where uh, training is happening in the space as well. So I give you Carlos Dowdy. Cheers, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, what's been your journey to founding the MarTech Alliance? You know, what has been your understanding of education when you started and how has that changed as you've progressed through the years? Yeah. Um, so where did it all start? So I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I just knew MarTech <laughs> was a thing. It was a space. It was a place of uncertainty, of not chaos, but certainly people not needing, not understanding what they need to, to really navigate the space. And so I used to do the thing of um, putting on a lovely suit, um, traveling around the world, helping the world's largest banks deliver their marketing campaigns. I used to run a whole range of MarTech programs. So I was always really nerdy and interested in MarTech. And then I kind of reached one of those points where I was like, um, this is cool, but I don't really enjoy it. it was, yes, it pays the bills. It's, it's lovely cash, it's, but it's not, it's not the thing I'm passionate about. And so I did the thing people call being an entrepreneur, but the, the honest description is you're unemployed. You're unemployed <laughs> with an idea. And so I spun up and just went, hey, MarTech needs a community. It needs a space. And I want to help build that. Um, but yeah, a complete transparency. I had not a clue really what it was going to be other than I will start, build something, create a brand, create a space, bring people together and work some of it out of the way. Now, um, very quickly, we sort of snowballed. So today we, we have a global event series. We do uh, physical and digital events. We've got events in Sydney coming this year. We've got London. We've got digital training programs. We produce a whole range of content. But way back when, um, four and a half, five-ish years ago, it was just uh, sort of a, a side gig 
a website and I just went, hey, one, I just, one of the best ways to bring people together is to launch an event. One of the best ways to build a brand, stick a bunch of people in a room and see you on stage and hear you and make you memorable. And so that's what I did. And when I did that, I wanted to go big. I went, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. So let me find who are the most influential and interesting people in this space globally and um, stuck them on a plane or convinced them to come speak at events. So we had the amazing godfather of Martech, Scott Brinker. We had um, Travis Wright, uh, Stuart Rogers. A few of those sort of have expanded into other topic areas now, but way back when they were the, the one to three of the space. And so people were like, who, who is this business? Who are these people? Like, what, how are you running an event with this sort of caliber of speaker when, you know, I didn't even know who you were a week ago. And the answer was, I just, I backed myself. I, I, I believe that there was a community and the community that cared. And I think I was right. It, it snowballed. And today, um, today we are a learning business. We're, we're not an events business. We're not a media company. We're a learning business. And what that means is that every single experience someone has with us, be that through our content, be that through our events, for our courses, is a way in which they can learn. And so where and how did I arrive at understanding learning or why, why do I think about learning in terms of the experiences? It's a mix. I mean, one was personally, how the hell do I learn? And I just absorb, I absorb things. I, I learn a hell of a lot from Twitter, from different um, specific lists I've created, from reading books, from grabbing a coffee or a pint with someone interesting, from going on a digital course, from going to an event, from it's not it's not this kind of sort of really forced fixed way that it has to be a degree or it has to be a three-year training program there's a multitude of ways we learn and so I, I wanted to bring that together and, and have essentially a range of ways that people could continually develop their skills their knowledge and their network that's our little strap line keep upgrading skills knowledge network and so we think about that we think about um what are all the ways you can do that and the net result is you can then elevate and keep progressing your career, keep building your organization as well on the way. Yeah, I think that's what really struck me, uh, Carlos, when we first had um, our initial meeting to talk about, actually, the reason why we met was around this concept of MarTech education and how complex and, and complicated it is for people to navigate. Um, and, you know, I think I wrote a piece about it about six weeks ago now. And the, I think it was really interesting looking at the different providers of MarTech education, the players like CXL that are very specific on digital skills. They kind of started out with conversion rate optimization. Then you've got like more theoretical skills, like even you could probably chuck in there, uh, Mark Ritson's uh, Marketing Week MBA. Uh, you could also chuck in the Section 4 work that Scott Galloway is fronting. And then you have like these organizations like Inseed, which are, you know, like very, very sort of focused on exec education and topics like digital transformation. And when I looked at all of that and I'm like, wow, there's just, there's so many different interesting players serving different angles on marketing or technology. And I found that absolutely fascinating. But one thing that has really stuck with me with talking with you, Carlos, and, and your philosophy behind education is that um, you've got this concept called keep upgrading. 
and it's it's this whole world of you know you continuously learning like you mentioned you're always sort of reading you're always got a book in hand or you've always looking to meet with somebody who can impart some knowledge um you know that's just the reality of working in this space and we'll talk a little bit later about why we need this sort of continuous keep upgrading approach but i want to dig into that motif for a little bit i want to understand i mean as you've built your team you've built this sort of way of thinking about education and i want to know sort of how it works practically like what what does it look like for a person to get involved in this sort of community with the martech alliance when it comes to learning and and training Sure. Um, I mean, essentially, we're always on. There's always something yeah. to help you learn. I think um, it's about compounded learning. The, the reality is you might roll up to a meeting and you could be going, I don't know what CDP is. I don't even know how to spell it. And <laughs> I, need to, I need to get my shit together pretty fast. Let me quickly read a buyer's guide or let me quickly just watch a video. We're here to help with that. Yeah. So you could roll up to your meeting be conversational, have a good enough grasp and understanding that your boss and people around you are looking and going, hey, all right, cool. You know what we're talking about here mm-hmm. or a vendor isn't going to take you for a ride. And so it can be as small, unstructured, self-serve as that, or it can be a lot more formalized in depth going, do you know what? Um, I need to develop my MarTech strategy beginning to end and I need to go and do a deep audit. I need to actually assess my maturity. I need to define my current state, my target state. I need to look at what technology I might need, but go to shop in the right way. I've got a whole series of different initiatives I want to roll out, but I need to roll them up and connect them to our business goals and outcomes. I need to make sure that I assess the priority order in which I hit each one of these initiatives up. That kind of approach then requires something a little bit more detailed and in-depth and more structured. And that's where we would go bounce onto our essentials of marketing technology, or our central marketing operations and go from A to Z, walking you through from what actually is MarTech right through to actually being able to produce a report that you can actually present to your board. Um, to give you a rough idea, like some of our courses, something like 30 to 40% of people go, this coursework's cool, it's great, but this is actually what I'm using to take to my CMO or to the board to get investment and to actually aggressively roll out our MarTech strategy. And so... When you start thinking about outcomes of the learning, not about the learning itself, you also start to produce things that really help people do the job. Mm. I think one of the biggest things I want to make sure of everything is that it's practical and applicable. You know, I don't want someone just to roll up, watch a bunch of videos, grab a certificate, chuck it on LinkedIn and go, hey, I know this thing. I want somebody to gain the skills to do their job better, to have less stress in the job they have, to progress their career, to learn to gain resources, skills, to gain access to people in a community that they can really actually transition and show sort of a, a change in their in their skill set, a change in their knowledge, and, and ultimately keep pushing their career forwards. And so our courses will help, but that's not the only way. You're going to have to sign up to our book club. You're going to have to read more of our blogs, our latest research papers. You probably want to come to our Anticon LX events and sort of grab a beer because actually you do learn while you have a beer in your hand as well. It's or a coffee or you're having nice food. There's just so many ways we learn. And it's about understanding that traditionally we would go, cool. Um, in order to learn X, I maybe need to go and get a degree or a master's in something. 
And increasingly, um, it's not the only way. And I'm not suggesting we write off traditional um, degrees and masters, but there is there's a different way. And it's not, you don't just learn once, keep that knowledge and you're set. The world's changed. It moves faster than ever. And you've got to make sure that you continually evolve your knowledge. Or the truth is you'll become obsolete. You know, there's amazing marketers that haven't stayed current, that haven't invested in themselves. Um, I'll tell you an interesting story, actually. There was a guy who came to one, our first ever, um, our first ever event, and he flew in from Switzerland. I won't mention his name just in case he's rather I didn't, but he was a market director for one of the largest FMCG companies in the world. And uh, we, we had a chat at the end of the event. I was like, so how did you come here? And he was like, I haven't got a clue what Marsec is. He said, I haven't got a clue, but I know what I don't know. And I know that if I'm not investing myself and building my knowledge and coming to events like this, I'm going to get found out. I'm going to, I'm going to end up in a scenario where somebody knows something I should. And if they know something I should, I might find that whilst I'm an experienced senior marketer, I don't have the necessary knowledge and skills to keep doing the job effectively. And it's that level of self-awareness that's so important to recognize that, of course, it's not a case that it's only the sort of today's marketing or technology or MarTech focus that matters, you know, the fundamentals, the foundations of marketing, Mark Ritz's course, exceptional and everything he teaches is, is really important. And it's not, uh, it's not binary that or this, it's as well as it's finding that you need to evolve your skill set and knowledge in other disciplines. And MarTech is a real discipline. Yeah, it's not a nice to have. It's 23% of marketing budgets. If you're having one in four conversations about MarTech and you don't really know what it is or how it's managed or what your maturity is or how to evolve it, you're going to be in trouble because at some point someone's going to be asking you, talk to me about the ROI on that, you know, one in four pounds. And if you can't answer that properly, you're, you're, you, you need to find out why you need to invest. So MarTech more than ever has become a really important recognized profession and people need to make sure that they evolve their skills to wrap around that. It doesn't mean everybody needs to be a MarTech architect or a marketing operations specialist, but there is a level of knowledge and understanding that is needed to actually drive your marketing strategy. Not your MarTech strategy, but your marketing strategy. MarTech is core to that. Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with a lot of that. I think there's a there's such an interesting aspect here of the um of empowering people that work, say, brand side to own their own decisions and to have the conviction to make those decisions around, like you said, one in four pounds, one in four dollars of spenders going into MarTech. And so for people to have that knowledge of, yes, I am confident, I have clarity and I have conviction that this is going to be the right investment, that this is going to be the right way to serve our customers, that this is going to be the right way that we're going to drive value for our business and meet our targets. You know, that stuff, it sounds like that's where people jump onto the journey where they don't have that level of conviction or certainty within their own practice. And, you know, I think that's, it's fascinating because, you know, even if you pick apart the name Alliance, you know, it is an alliance in a sense where you're helping people to build those skills 
and to have those conversations. And, you know, sometimes, Carlos, there's tears, right? You know, there's, there's some people, you know, people get upset, right? I've seen some, I've been in some situations, right, where people didn't have enough knowledge and they struggled and they started crying, you know? But, I mean, that's part of the game. It's part of the work, of working in an extremely complex space. And so, you know, I definitely think that there's definitely a role in which that community aspect in that sort of situational learning as it happens either at an event or in a community or when you have a pressing need as well is, is very interesting. It's, it's, it's a great story around how the MarTech Alliance has evolved over the past four or five years to meet those needs. But I want to take us back, Carlos, I want to take us back to 1980. Now, I think education is probably one of the industries most ripe for technological disruption. So if you go back to 1980 and the price of a university degree, extremely different to today. Some stats in the US indicate that prices for university education has inflated by 100%. And if you compare that to the general cash rate, it's about 5 to 6% inflation over the US dollar from that same time period, 1980 to 2020, so about 40 years. Now, you can say that there's been technological change in universities, but what we mean by that is, you know, jumping on a Zoom call or attending a lecture or perhaps doing your university work on an online campus. But there's still so much to do in that space. But I often think that, you know, a lot uh, to do with universities has to do with brand. So even, you know, some of the most prestigious universities, Stanford, Harvard University, MIT, you know, these universities are artificially scarce, you know, they have the technological means to provide people, way more people, and not just in the US, but across the world, the access to their education services, but often it's artificially only will uh, admit a certain amount of students. Now, I think about that, and I think about how expensive it is now to get a basic education, and how important it is for people, including myself, uh, to have an education undergraduate degree as a rite of passage into their careers. And I want to think about that a little bit with you, Carlos, because I, I, I'm not entirely sure if that's going to be the future of education, that expensive degree up front, load up the debt, you know, get, say, a degree in marketing, communications or tech, tech in some way. But then you enter into this sort of world of MarTech and you're like, whoa, okay, there's like a billion things I don't know. <laughs> so I want to know from you, Carlos, you know, when you're speaking with your customers in the community, you know, how helpful is uni traditional university education in the grand scheme of MarTech? You know, is it helpful? Does it give people a grounding or, you know, is there something missing there? What are your thoughts? Yes. I mean, specifically when it comes to MarTech, um, hey, maybe I would say this because we run MarTech training, but I don't think anyone else covers it like we do. I don't think they come even close. Yeah. So I don't think there's, I don't think there's quite the understanding of what it is and how you can actually break it down into meaningful, understandable pieces as such that it's also transferable. Um, so let me let me go specifically on uh, answer a few things. First of all, I'll go why. I think part of it will come down to the fact of who's teaching a course at university. Now, th there will be some exceptional, fantastic professors. Um, I would say those ones that you put in the camp of exceptional will be hands-on still, will be doing the job. But if somebody who hasn't had their hands behind the wheel for five years or 10 years is teaching about marketing, you're in trouble. You're in trouble in a big way because what they understand is not obsolete, but there's other things to understand on top. 
And so there's one consideration around if you're going to do a degree, who's going to teach you? What's their understanding? Are they still active in the market or is their knowledge essentially based on experiences that are completely dated? I think the other thing to have in mind is specialism versus transferability and adaptability. And so if you want to go and learn about how to use Salesforce, go to Salesforce. Same with Marketo, same with HubSpot. So when it becomes about a specific tool by a specific vendor, the vendors do the best job of that. However, if you want to understand the foundations and you want to understand how you can pick whether it's a green, orange, blue, whatever color logo, then they're not the people to teach you that. And I think we are. I think what we focus on is making sure that none of our training is specific to a vendor, which makes it then transferable. And that is a gap. It's a gap, I think, at the moment um, at university level in terms of I can't find a university that's covering this well. I mean, I'd be happy to partner with a university that wants to essentially make sure they integrate MarTech into their into their curriculum. I'd love to. I'd love to make sure that more young marketers are understanding early on the importance and relevance of MarTech in their marketing strategy. Um, so I, I don't sort of believe that degrees or masters are nonsense or obsolete or not valuable. But I do think that there's there's a balancing act. And one of the balancing acts is cash. You know, I think you mentioned it. You know, how much does it actually cost you? If somebody went to you today, um, I can roughly in the UK, it's about £10,000 a year to go to university. And that's upwards of that, that's at least. So let's say you go and study for three or four years. You're talking thirty to £40,000. Now, if somebody went to you today, do you want to give me thirty or £40,000? You'd really think about that. And you'd go, my God, do I, I'm not sure. The fact that it's a um, zero interest loan from the government doesn't mean you don't pay it back. You might spend 10 or 15 years of your life paying that back afterwards. And so the return on investment is the question. The return on investment of your career is the question. And yes, certainly if you break away that top tier, the Harvards, the Oxfords, the, the real amazing top tier universities, I'm sure that the ROI is greater. But there's a balancing act to be had in between. I mean, the other balancing act, though, is just simply having fun and the experience of university and meeting people. Um, it's expensive, but, you know, like, I mean, it's, I had some fantastic times getting pissed and going out and meeting people. There's some life lessons. I think you just need to ask what it costs you. And so I would say this, it hasn't played out as it should yet. I don't think somebody's quite arrived at the right model. And what the right model might look like is somewhere between a mix of in-person and digital, somewhere between a mix of apprenticeship and, I don't know, just call it theory, but the, let's call it classroom or online classroom learning. I think there's, there's, there's definitely an opportunity to disrupt at that kind of, at that degree and master's level. And then there's, there's obviously solutions like ourselves, you know, where we, we offer six weeks intensive programs, or you mentioned section four or marketing week or somebody like the power MBA. Um, I think they all have a place. I think it's, they all have a place. And I think what people need to do is make sure they're investing in themselves, you know, is constantly asking yourself, have you learned something new? Are you better than yesterday? Literally yesterday, not a week ago, not a month ago, yesterday. Have you learned anything in 24 hours? Yeah. And it can be as simple as, uh, you know what, I'll carve out 10 minutes of my time on the way home to follow six amazing people on Twitter and read something from them or a newsletter or 
it's thinking about all these different ways you can learn and how collectively that will just keep elevating your knowledge and without realizing you'll just become smarter. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's been, I think that's definitely been my experience, Carlos, is that, you know, even um, starting the Martech Weekly and the podcast and interviewing wonderful people like yourself, you know, um, you know, I get the benefit of learning from some of the greatest minds in this space and, all of the things that I read, all the conversations I have, they all feed into my experience, you know, and that informs my judgment and the decisions I make in my career and the way in which I work with my customers as well. Um, there has been a multitude of times where I'll pull in some research or um, an existing article I've done to look bit because I've already sort of created a point of view there. And so I definitely think that, you know, there's, there's definitely something in that continuous always upgrading, always learning. You have to love learning if you're working in marketing technology. I mean, you just have to. I'm sorry, but you know, if you, you don't have a lot for learning, if you're not extremely curious, it's very hard to work in this space because of how fast it moves. And that kind of brings me over to our next point is that um, I have a young person, I have a couple of people that I mentor in the MarTech space, young people finish, just finished their degree, working in their first few jobs in the space and you know they one one mentee i won't mention their name they came to me late last year and they said hey you know like i want to i've just finished my degree and i want to know where i can future proof my career so that it won't be disrupted by technological change you know uh even so examples um that perhaps you and i know is the um, data data management platform, you know, so the DMP, which was a really big thing back in 2015, 2016, 2017. And every vendor was saying, this is going to be the future of how you do data architecture and do media and blah, blah, blah. But now it's not very popular at all. It actually sort of the whole category is diminished. And then the new category, which is the customer data platform has emerged, you know, and that's over the time space of about five to six years. So you could see how the industry moves so fast. You know, the skills of learning today, the innovation of 2018, perhaps, is just table stakes for today. But, you know, let's say you put yourself, Carlos, in, in my shoes, you're sitting down with a young person. They're like, they ask you that question, like, how am I going to future my, improve my career? What are the things I can focus on? What would you say to that? Um, you can't. You can't. I mean, you're going to do it. <laughs> well, you can't. You, you, like, it, I think the... The idea you can would be the, I pick a degree, it tells me everything I need to know, and for the next 50 years of my career, I'm all set. And you can't, not anymore, not in marketing, or certainly not in MarTech. You've got to keep, it, you've got to keep developing your knowledge and obsessively learning. You know, one of the things we hire for, we have, a, we have a handful of company values, and we score ourselves, myself, leadership team, the entire team is scored against these, and we hire with these in mind. And one of those is obsessively learning and rolling up your sleeves and learning by doing. And it's the, there will be something that doesn't exist in a year's time that we'll need to learn and we'll need to embrace. And if that's not you, you probably won't enjoy working at our company. And, and I'm not saying, you know, it's, there aren't individuals that don't obsessively learn quite like our team does or how much somebody like yourself or me might, but I do think if, if you want to future-proof, it's every day adopting that mindset, really embracing, how do I keep getting smarter? You know, and it's, it's, it's more accessible than ever. It's oh. find, find a handful of people on Twitter that are really specialist in a topic, follow them. Go to YouTube, go down a rabbit hole, 
keep listening, keep watching, sign up for the right newsletters. There's so much content that's free or incredibly cheap. And if you're prepared to spend the time curating your stream of great information, you know, get your information diet right, and you'll just become a lot, lot smarter and you will future-proof. But to answer it as how do I future-proof is every single day you keep learning. Yeah, I, I agree. And I also think that there's an, uh, there's a strategic component to it as well in, in looking for the ascendant trends in the space mm. as well. So, you know, we're always going through one or another hype cycle, right? You know, so the framework that Gartner gave to us, you know, what's funny about the hype cycle, which is the sort of the new tech and then it, and then it drops off to a pit of despair and then it comes to a moment of maturity uh, a little bit later on the track. Looks very similar to a Dunning-Kruger framework as well, right? You look, oh, you know, you try something and you're like, oh, I'm great at this. And then you realize you're in the pit of despair because... I, you know, I have no knowledge here. You know, I feel like an imposter even. And then you move into that space of maturity and learning your limits. It's funny how those two are related because I think, um, you know, the technology space is always ascendant technology trends. You know, like even um, even just before we hit record, Carlos, we were talking about uh, Web3 and NFTs and all of this sort of adjacent technology that's happening, which is not necessarily core to a MarTech stack, but... You know, it's all the stuff that markers are doing in the tech world. And, you know, you think about that and you're like, okay, well, majority, probably 90% of the population of the world didn't know what an NFT was at the start of 2020. But now everyone knows what they are. We've got celebrities like Justin Bieber buying them all over the place. You know, it's crazy, but that's looking at strategically, where do you want to place your bets? I often say that your career is a portfolio of bets. So you perhaps you want to diversify a little bit, you know, um, and it kind of brings us into our, one of our last questions here. But, you know, I think diversifying in your skill sets and in your knowledge, you know, there's another concept for this is, of course, the T-shaped marketer, which I think is great as well. You know, you have one really core um, area where you focus, but then you also have some really great knowledge across the board in terms of different disciplines. But yeah, I do think that there's something there about, you know, think about your career as a portfolio of bets. Some of those bets won't play out for you, but the learning is worth the while altogether. You know, uh, I'm definitely encouraging marketers to go, well, yeah, go have a look and learn about some of this NFT stuff. Make your own mind up about it. Uh, you know, okay, what about analytics and attribution? I reckon it's worthwhile following, you know, even Avinash Kaushik over at Google, like learning from him from mm. his newsletter about attribution and analytics, because that world is changing rapidly. You know, perhaps even, you know, learn a bit about GDPR and data privacy and regulation, because that's going to help you in your career. But, you know, every time you're investing your, your perhaps your month, your dollars or your, um, your time into uh, different aspects of the industry, it's worthwhile doing because it's a portfolio of bets. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I love the analogy. I love the analogy of the portfolio and, and the bets you make. I think it's it's a good one to make. Um, you mentioned kind of the, the, the T-shaped marketer or I think Scott Brinker referred to it as the um, the full stack marketer. It's also been called the growth marketer. Or, <laughs> uh, Gartner talked about it as the fat T and, and kind of this sort of trade of depth and breadth. And I think... Um, it's an important one. You, I mean, uh, we used to do that. We haven't done this for a while, actually. We used to do this with a team where we literally get a T and say, right, populate this. Where do you want, where are you going to stay at high level understanding and where are you going to go deep? 
And to your point, is attribution the one you're going to go deep, deep on? but you're going to have a, a high level understanding of branding, for example. Mm. Um, you've got to trade though. You've got to be realistic about, yes, there's lots to learn. There's more disciplines than ever, more channels than ever, more data than ever, more to understand than ever. And so there's a balance between um, specialism of knowledge and, and just having a high level understanding. And where you, where you sort of bet, if you like to use your sort of analogy, is an important thing and and also just being ready that if something no longer was the right bet that it's not a problem you can just remove yourself from it and adapt and move over so whether that's you know it's more favorable to have a deeper understanding of first party data with a cdp than a dmp perhaps you know it's it's adapting it's embracing change and accepting that the world's going to continually change and you've got to adapt with it there's no good wishing for it to not return um, sorry, wishing for it to return to how it once was. I think the the idea around where you should bet, I think, is an interesting one. Right now, for me, the the, the web free, the NFT, the metaverse, it really feels like the '90s. It feels like the late '90s, where the the internet, you know, came in and it was a bit wild west, and there was some madness, there was some nonsense, and there was somebody like Amazon, and so. Where do you bet? On what thing do you bet? What I would say is having a deeper understanding of Web3, Metaverse, and NFTs will be important, incredibly important. Um, at the same time, it's going to change so drastically, and there's going to be a lot of nonsense mixed in here amongst some actual value. It's going to be a difficult, and, and you know you might not get the return on time or the return on money on every single idea or thought you have. But at the same time, if you could rewind to the 90s and be in those moments when somebody was sat there going, Amazon, books on the internet, who will ever do that? That's nonsense. You know, it's, it's having the awareness that what you think and experience today isn't necessarily valid tomorrow and that there's, there's constant change. And if you don't adapt with it, you won't. You won't capitalize on the opportunity. Mm. You know, I mean, for us at the Martech Alliance, what we're looking at is that kind of um, that intersection of technology with marketing, but also increasingly with sales and with experience. So we're elevating some of our thinking and sort of broadening our topical focus to think about Martech, sales tech, and next tech. And that doesn't mean we're going to be everything for anyone. It's that we already have existing sort of tribes within tribes, if you like. So within our core Martech community, we have pockets that are more sales focused or we have pockets that are more digital transformation and innovation focused. And we want to give them a sort of a better signposted home so that we can go, cool, this content here or this event here or this speaker is the person to listen to and watch when it comes to Web3. Or this specific individual is somebody that can give you a fantastic understanding about your sales stack and digital selling with the evolution and changes that have happened because of the pandemic. And so we're, we're seeing increasingly the overspill of MarTech or the tech part into other areas. What's crystal clear to me is that technology is going to continue to disrupt and continue to evolve how we do our marketing, how we do our sales and the experiences that are delivered. And so understanding 
where, when, and how you should adapt what you do in your business is one of the things we're, we're trying to make sure we're set up for by evolving into these three different channels. Mm. It sounds like, uh, Carlos, you're taking, um, taking a catchphrase literally there, keep upgrading. Indeed, indeed, always. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's interesting. I think, you know, just a touch on our last note here you mentioned if it's the blue dot or the orange dot or the uh, purple dot I, I think vendors in the martech space have set so much of the foundation for how we think about our learning and training you know so of course you know there are now thousands and thousands millions of people perhaps who have benefited from doing certifications with vendors you know one of my first certifications in this space was a google analytics free certification and it gave me a grounding in web analytics very grateful it was free um and i got certified and it led to my first job very grateful and you have yeah companies like salesforce and hubspot marketo offering a whole world of community and education for their specific tech products but i want to know as we finish up today how do you see vendor involvement in the martech education space changing into the future do you think, you know, you mentioned before that uh, MarTech Alliance philosophy is vendor agnostic. So you can mm -hmm. take those skills and, and then use them across a number of platforms. But how do you see this playing out into the future? Do you think vendors will continue to have a very big role in how people are trained and starting their careers in MarTech? That's a great question. I think I'll, I'll answer it slightly differently in that starting with what we're seeing is there's an absolute shortage of talent, yeah, which is great news from one part because it means if you're in market marketing operations, it's a good time to be there. You can demand good money because there's a shortage of amazing talent. Uh, it also happens to be helpful if you're a learning business and you're helping people evolve their skills. So that there's a shortage of talent. And what that means is that for the, for the growth of the market so that vendors can keep up with kind of the investment and the promise of growth they've given their, their backers, they also need to make sure that the industry is ready. And so it makes a lot of sense that they would invest in educating, that they would invest in making sure that there is sufficient talent to make best use of the technology available. You know, with all the with all the wants in the world, an amazing salesperson can sell and they can sell a piece of technology to a company. But if that isn't getting fully adopted, utilized and demonstrated clear ROI and, and return on time, at some point, someone ain't going to renew that. And so I think more, more and more market companies understand the importance of making sure their products are fully adopted and integrated and understand that one of the core areas with that is investing in learning, investing in training and supporting the community to develop their knowledge. I think where they do a fantastic job is, is, the, is the community they create around their products so if there's a very specific issue i have with marketo there's a group i can go to or a hubspot or a salesforce mm -hmm. um so i think they'll continue to i don't think they are i don't think they are the right people to focus on cross-platform cross-industry strategic level training in marketing operations and martech i think companies that are slightly more independent are perhaps better placed or more, more focused on, on kind of solving that problem because from the perspective of a vendor, perhaps it, it doesn't quite fit um, with, their, with their growth. Yeah. I, I will add one caveat. Until yeah. one of them turns up and goes, Carlos, we want to buy your business for a crazy amount, like HubSpot <laughs> acquiring the hustle. At that point, I'll be like, Do you know what? 
<laughs> not what I said back then. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, there's, there's it's a very interesting dynamic. I think um, you know, there's uh, even a lot of of my clients, previous clients, and brand side practitioners. They will invest in technology because there are skills in the market for that technology. You know, Salesforce is a great example. There's plenty of people trained on Salesforce, certified, very experienced. So they'll invest in technology knowing that they'll have the right skills to actually utilize it. So there's a very interesting dynamic there, Mar- uh, Carlos. You know, mate, I don't blame you for if a HubSpot walks walks into the door and says, hey, you know, uh, you know, we'd like to acquire you. You know, that's, uh, of course, um, that's of, of course, that's a bit of a dream for a lot of companies that are starting up as well. Uh, but anyway, uh, Carlos, thank you for joining us. Fantastic conversation. We've really chewed on some really interesting topics in the training, in the learning education space in MarTech. Thank you for joining us. Where can we find you on the internet? Cheers, man. First of all, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really, really enjoyed chatting to you. Um, Google me up. I've loads of stuff out there. Um, now, just come find me on LinkedIn. Connect with me. Uh, I'd love to chat. I do really thoroughly enjoy talking to people in the industry. So hit me up on LinkedIn or Twitter or Carlos MartechAlliance.com. Great. Well, thank you, Carlos, for joining us uh, at the Making Sense of Martech podcast. We are interviewing people like Carlos every second week. We're getting into the topics that matter to marketing technology, practitioners and people who are leading in this space. So thanks again for joining us, Carlos. Thanks. An absolute pleasure. Take care.